The storied legacy of Mercedes-Benz is rooted in empowered women who've gone on to show the world what they can accomplish. This July, Womanica has teamed up with Mercedes-Benz to feature women who've charted their own paths and achieved greatness. Join us on this journey as we celebrate women who were driven to pursue their passions, even if it meant changing course along the way. This month on Womanica, we're talking about dynamos. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting women who've led dynamic lives, lives that have shifted, evolved, and bloomed, often later in life. Today's Dynamo is one of the most popular children's book authors of all time. And her books about adventure on the American plains weren't just fiction. They told her own life story. Let's talk about Laura Ingalls Wilder. Laura Ingalls really was born in a little house in the big woods in 1867. Her family had a farm in Pepin, Wisconsin, and Laura was their second child. Laura's parents, Charles and Caroline, were extremely self-sufficient. They made butter and cheese from their milk cows, grew their own vegetables, kept pigs for meat, made sugar from maple syrup, and gathered wild honey. Charles even molded his own bullets for hunting. When Laura was two years old, her family moved illegally to the Osage Indian Reservation in Kansas. For the next few years, they bounced around, heading back to Wisconsin and then Minnesota and Iowa, before settling in DeSmet, South Dakota. Laura was now older, and life had gotten a lot more complicated since the little house in the big woods. She had three more siblings. One, a brother, had died as a baby. Her older sister Mary had caught a fever and gone blind. Laura had to be her eyes, guiding her through the world. The second winter in South Dakota, a series of blizzards buried all of DeSmet. Nothing could get in or out of the town, including supplies. Laura's family ran out of food and wood. Every morning, Laura's dad followed a rope he'd strung up between the house and barn so he wouldn't get lost in the blinding snow. Every afternoon... Laura and her parents and her siblings took turns grinding up wheat in a coffee grinder. They huddled in their cabin, burning bales of hay for a little heat. It seemed like they might not make it, but two local boys made it across the prairie and back with a shipment of wheat and saved the town. Years later, Laura would marry one of those boys, Almanzo Wilder. Though she loved going to school, Laura never got her high school diploma. Instead, when she was 15, she got her first job, teaching. Every week, Almanzo Wilder gave her a buggy ride to school. Their friendship turned to love, and they married when Laura was 18. Married life for Laura and Almanzo ushered in a series of devastating losses. But first, before their crops froze and their barns burned and Almanzo caught diphtheria, Laura and Almanzo welcomed a baby girl named Rose. After losing another round of crops to drought and then a newborn son, Laura and Almanzo's house caught on fire. In 
1894, Laura and Almanzo saw an advertisement for the state of Missouri. The land of the big red apples read the ad. Laura and Almanzo decided to try their luck and moved. They spent the rest of their lives in Mansfield, Missouri. In Mansfield, Laura and Almanzo became known for their farming skills. That's actually how Laura got her start in publishing. In 1911, she started writing articles for the Missouri Ruralist. But bad luck found Laura and Almanzo again. In 1929, they lost most of their savings when the stock market crashed. Their daughter, Rose, had moved away from the family farm years ago and had grown into a professional writer. She helped support her parents and started spending more time back in Missouri. Laura was now in her 60s. Her life had been hard, but full of adventure and resilience. She started writing an autobiography, but the publisher she sent it to had a different angle. What if she made it fiction? In 1932, when Laura was 65 years old, she published her first book, Little House in the Big Woods. It was a smash hit. Laura had so many stories, she kept writing books. By the time her eighth Little House book was finished, in 1943, Laura had become a national celebrity. Kids across the country were drawn to her vivid stories about Ma, Pa, Mary, and little Laura, their little house in the big woods and their covered wagon heading out west. But her stories, unsurprisingly, centered on one narrative during a time when white settlers were violently displacing indigenous people. Natives were often figures of fear in Laura's world. Because of the way she wrote about indigenous people, Laura's name was removed from an American Library Association award in 2018. Despite their problems, Laura's books remain on the shelves of libraries and school classrooms across the country. They've sold around 60 million copies. And the television adaptation, Little House on the Prairie, can still be found on air today. Laura died three days after her 90th birthday in 1957. Today you can trace her family's move across the country through historical landmarks from the big woods in Wisconsin to her farm in the land of the big red apples. All month we're talking about dynamos. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. As always, we'll be taking a break for the weekend. Talk to you on Monday.